Welcome to the Christian Worship Center podcast. We pray that this message encourages you and inspires you. Visit us online at cwcbayarea.com for service times and directions. Jeremiah chapter 18 verses 1 through 6 says, the, lo- the word which came to Jeremiah from the Lord saying, Arise and go down to the potter's house and there I will cause you to hear my words. Then I went down to the potter's house and there he was making something at the will. And the vessel that he made of clay was marred in the hands of the potter. So he made it again into another vessel, as it seemed good to the potter to make. Then the word of the Lord came to me, saying, O house of Israel, can I not do with you as this potter, says the Lord? Look, as the clay is in the potter's hand, so are you in my hand, O house of Israel. I want to read that part this morning, starting in verse 3 through verse 6. But where it says uh, a house of Israel, and there's going to be some blanks there, I want you to interject your name there. And let's make this scripture personal this morning. Would you read together with me? Ready? Begin. Then I went down to the potter's house, and there he was, making something at the wheel. And the vessel that he made of clay was marred in the hand of the potter. So he made it again into another vessel, as it seemed good to the potter to make. Then the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Nick, can I not do with you as this potter, says the Lord? Look, as the clay is in the potter's hand, so are you in my hand, Nick. Father, I thank you this morning for your word. I thank you for the power of it. And I pray, God, that through all that we're going, through all that we're, we're facing, God, through all that you're doing in us, Father, I pray that we would just love you, God. We would trust you, Father, this morning. In Jesus' matchless name, we all say, amen. You may be seated. It's always good to speak to familiar faces, but one face is always the best to see in the audience. My lovely wife is here with me this morning. So if you see me focusing like right here, it's because my wife is right there. So it's, I, I love when she's here. She is uh, my backbone. And if I feel like I preached a horrible sermon, she'll always tell me that I preached a good one, even if she's got a lie. But uh, <laughs> so I always ask her, how'd it go? How'd it go? Because you're always hard on yourself. Jeremiah chapter 18, 1 through 6 is a scripture that I think is when we interject our name into it becomes very personal to us. Because one of the hardest things that we all have to go through in life is something called the process. God takes us all through a process. We would all love to be the finished product, but the finished product requires us to go through the process. You might feel it's time to recreate yourself or remake yourself. Businesses call it a re-grand opening and self-help people call it redefining yourself. But God calls it the process. You see, the purpose of redefining yourself and the purpose of recreating yourself is to get to a higher place. It's to get to a whole nother level. Businesses do it to get more clientele. People do it to have a fresh start in life. But God does it because he's taken you to a higher level in him. When it feels like God is stretching you and pulling you, it's because he is. And he's not doing it because he's mad at you. He's doing it simply because he loves you. And because he loves you, he wants to take you to a higher level in him. You see, it doesn't matter what stage you are at in your walk with God. There will always be a process that you will have to go through in order to get to the next stage. The process is simply defined as this. It's a series of actions that produces a change or development. I'll read that again because it's a series 
of actions. It's not a one-time thing, but a series of actions. It's, it's a process. It's, it's when, when you feel like you're done, God takes you through the process again. And when you feel like you've arrived, God takes you through the process again because it's a series of actions. And then if you find yourself in a series of actions, it might be that God has taken you somewhere and you have to learn how to embrace it and just trust him at that moment. Because for every stage you go through, there is a molding and shaping that needs to take place. In every stage that you are at in life, there is a molding and a shaping that needs to take place. God would not skip the process in your life. There's a molding and shaping that needs to take place. And what worked at one stage in your life will get you to the door of the next stage, but it won't get you inside of the door. It's good enough to get you there, but it's not good enough to get you through it. And so he takes you through this process because you're going somewhere. I want you to look at your neighbor and say, I'm going somewhere. Are you willing, though, to be shaped and molded in the hands of the potter? Are you willing to trust him this morning? Are you willing to literally volunteer? How many of you guys have ever prayed this prayer, God, I want more of you? Come on, don't lie. I know almost everyone in here, right? I want to love you more, but he prayed that prayer. How about, God, I want a, um, a better marriage, stronger marriage. I'm not saying your marriage is bad, but you want a stronger marriage. How about, I want uh, obedient children, How about I want to make more money, better job, right? I, I want a better job. I want, you know, a better house. If you've ever prayed those prayers, you've literally volunteered yourself to go through the process. If you've ever, you might have come up here and said, God, I want more of you. Do you know what is required of you to get more of God? Do you know what's required of you to have a better marriage or what's required of you to have a better job or to get a better house or a better car? Do you know that you cannot do the same thing that you're doing right now and, get, and, and grow and get better at it? You have plateaued. You are, you've done your best. You are where you are at right now, and that's your best. But in order to get more, in order to grow, in order to get more of God, more money, there's a process and something required of me and you. Now, how many are ready to take back the prayer you prayed for more? God, I didn't know it took all that. I don't know if I want to stay in this any longer than, than I need to. Will you allow the potter to remake you, even if it hurts? Hear me this morning. You've been praying for a better marriage and God's requiring more of you, which means you can't be the same any longer. You've been asking for more of him and God's requiring more of you. You see, the problem with us is we don't like anyone to mess with my normal. We don't like anybody to mess with my normal. That's why when you're driving home and they decided to do road construction that day and you have a detour, you get all upset. Why do they have to choose the time that I'm going to work or when I'm coming home? Why, why do I have to go here? Do you know that's going to add 10 more minutes to my drive? Look at all this traffic now I have to sit in. Look at all these things I have to go through. We, we, we don't like someone to mess with our normal. 
You don't like when someone just shows up at your house. Now you have to entertain. I was planning on just chilling today. Now I have to sit here and cook a meal and entertain for you. Man, you've messed up my normal. You've messed up my whole day. We don't like it. We want more, but we want to stay the same. We want more of God, but we want to stay the same in our atmosphere we're at right now. We want a better marriage, but we don't want to invest any time into our spouse. We like the Burger King mentality. I want it my way how I want it, and I don't want to pay any more or invest any more than I already have to. You want to buy a a Porsche on a Volkswagen budget. (laughs) I want the best. I require the best, and I refuse to change to get it. You will give it to me. God doesn't work that way. God don't play by your rules. He's God. He says, you want more, I'll take you through something called The process takes you through the process. You see, the reason a lot of us are feeling the tugging and the pulling and stretching in our life is because God has put us up on the potter's wheel. Because you volunteered for it. God, I want more of you. You volunteered. You put yourself up on the potter's wheel. And God says, well, this is required of what I need to do to get you to have more of me or more of whatever you're you're asking for. You see, if you can't discern what's going on, you might have these feelings in you right now. You might feel like you're done with church. Man, you know, those worship songs just aren't moving me any longer. The pastor's messages last year, they were good, but I'm just not feeling church any longer. I'm just not feeling this any longer. You might feel that way. You might feel like nothing is working in your favor. Anybody ever feel like that? Like, man, I can't get anything right. Nothing works for me. Everything I do, I get in trouble. I do this. It might be that God's taking you through a process. How about everything is changing and you don't know why? Like, Why is everything changing? I like the way things were before. Or how about this one? You know what? I just can't do it anymore. Done with marriage, done with church, done with work. And so what do we do? We say, you know, it's time for a change. And so what's the one thing we change? The exterior. I'm having trouble, you know, I'm having trouble in my marriage, so I need to go find a new wife, a new husband. Exterior change. You know, I'm not liking this neighborhood any longer. I need to go buy a new house. This job, I need to go find me a new one. You know, these church people, they're just driving me crazy. They're always judging me, and they got all these issues and problems, and I'm going to go find me a new church, and I'm going to change the exterior when God all along has been inside of you saying, it's not that that needs to change. It's something in here that needs to change. There's a rearranging inside of you that needs to take place because I'll let you know this. You can move to the best neighborhood, and because you're there, you'll mess it up. You'll go to the best church, and because you're there, you messed it up. You're the very person that someone tried to get away from at another church, and you went to that church, and they're like, man, I can't get out because they're trying to change. There's a process in their life and there's a process in your life and you can't hide from the process you can't run from the process you see you could literally be on an island all by yourself and you will get mad at you you'll have issues with you I'm not liking you today you know you have bad (laughs) attitude today why because God's taken you through the process but in those moments I want you to do this I want you to stop In those moments, I literally want you to stop. I want you to search out why you're feeling the way you're feeling. 
You see, a lot of people don't stop and search out why they're feeling the way they're feeling. What they do is they just act upon their feelings. I feel like giving up, so I give up. I feel like moving out, so I move out. I feel like buying this, so I buy that. I feel like, listen, you need to stop and find out why am I feeling the way that I'm feeling. Search it out. Search out the word of God. Search out scriptures. What's it saying? You need to talk to God. Yes, have a conversation with him about you. I know you know you and how you work, but he created you and he knows how you work a little better than you know how you work. He knows you a lot better than you know you. You might think you know you, but he knows you. He created you. He knows what you're going to do before you even did it. He knows you. Talk with God. Talk with a spiritual leader. Spiritual leader, not a yes man. Some of you always talk to people that agree with the decision you're about to make. You need to be somebody like your children are to you. Clean your room. Well, why? You need to have that white person in your life. Well, I feel like giving up. Well, why? Why do you feel like quitting? Why do you feel like moving? Why do you want to leave the church? If you can't answer the why, you probably shouldn't do it. But no one wants to be challenged. You can't be challenging my decision. No, you're just made a de- making a decision based off your emotions. You're feeling a certain way. Everybody feels that way. Everybody feels like quitting doesn't give us the, the right or the option to quit at that moment. You need to talk with someone who could really get you to really think about the decision you're about to make. Remember this. Obedience is key. Obedience is key. Know this one thing you are going to get answers that you don't want to hear. You're going to think that it was all yes, and God says it's absolutely no. Well, God, I like my yes better. No, you don't understand what you're, your yes fulfills your things today. God says my no is going to fulfill your things in the future. You can't see beyond right now. God already sees it. And if you make a certain choice and a certain decision because I feel this way right now, what's going to happen is tomorrow your feelings are going to change. And you're going to look back and say, why did I make that choice? But sometimes it's just too late to go back and try and fix it. Obedience is key, even if it means you get an answer that you really don't want at the moment. Don't you hate those people that challenge your every decision. Don't get mad at them. Thank God for them. Kids, thank God for your parents, even though you are an adult and you are an adult and you buy a car and your parents and your dad says, why'd you buy that car? Well, I wanted to no, know that's not a good enough reason. You wanted to. That's not a good enough reason. Now you got a whole debt of car payments and all this stuff you can't afford and you're going to call them up and asking them for help to pay your car that you shouldn't have bought in the first place. Thank God for those people that still have that ability to speak into your life. After obedience, you need to continue to press on. Continue to go on. You have to know this, that these are not moments to remove you. God's not putting you through things to remove you. God's putting you through things and allowing you to go through the process to refine you. It's a refining moment. We don't like to be refined because refining means that you are cutting down even the little parts of my life that I would look past, but you don't. My little attitude when someone challenges me, that's a problem. God says, I'll refine that. So what's he do? He brings people to challenge you. Don't you love it? I got a problem with authority, so he puts you in a place where you're going to be under nothing but authority. God, why'd you put me? God, you're, no, God's refining you. 
He's refining you. They're not moments to, they're moments to remake you, but you have to trust that he knows what he's doing in your life. You have to trust him. See, the problem is this. When God says no, when you really wanted a yes, and you continue to go after the yes, what you're saying is your word's greater than his. You know more than him. It's not that you know more than him. It's that you're stubborn. You don't want anybody to challenge you. God will always refine the parts of your life that you thought were set in stone and good to go. God says, no, those things, if you don't listen to my voice and live your life by obedience and trust and faith in me, then you know what? You are going to mess things up. And I love you too much to let you mess some things up in your life. You need to thank God that he sent some people in your life that just irritated you, just messed you all up because they saved you from a whole lot of problems, saved you from a whole lot of trouble. Come on, give them praise for those people right now. The Bible says that Jeremiah listens to the Lord and goes down to the potter's house. And as he goes down there, he sees the potter making something on the potter's will. You see, the Bible doesn't say what Jeremiah sees the potter making. He says he sees him making something. And the problem with us is we want to know what we're going to be made into. We want to know the finished product. God, you know, I think you should add this to me and you should add that to me. And God says, listen, I'm making something. Well, God, what are you making? I'm making something. Lord, I need to know. I'm the type of person that needs to know. God says, listen, it's not about you knowing. It's about you trusting me. He says, I'm making something. Why? Because it wasn't the point that Jeremiah wanted to, was, was called there to see what the potter was making. He was called there to see the process by which the potter was making it. Understand, right now, it's not important that you see the finished product. What you need to understand is the process that he has you in. Because as you understand the process, you begin to trust him and that he knows what he's doing for your life. Because if you're looking for the finished product, you will always judge the process and say, there's no way that this product could look like that if you're taking me through this process. You guys remember the old painter back in the day, uh, Bob Ross? Anyone remember that guy? Bob Ross was the coolest painter in the world. Right, that guy was just an amazing painter. Oh, put a little tree here. So, oh, look at these. These little cabin goes right here. I, I would always look at it, and I would always judge Bob's painting right in the middle of the painting. I would get so upset because Bob, cabins don't go in the middle of the lake. They just don't go in. Do you know what? I could be yelling at my TV. You know what Bob Ross is still doing? He's sitting there, and he's painting the painting. Sitting there still going over it, just doing all these little things. I look at it. But at the end of his painting, when he pulled it off and I looked at it, the very thing I was judging was the very thing I'm now desiring because it's such a beautiful piece. And I want you to understand this morning that you're not finished in the middle of something and you can't judge something in the middle of it. You have to wait until the product is done. The product's not done until the master's done making it. And a lot of us find ourselves this morning on the potter's will in the hands of the potter, and you're getting upset because you don't think he's doing what he should be doing fast enough in your life. 
You see, a lot of us have made decisions for our lives that have messed up our lives. Why don't you trust the one that created you for greatness to work on your life and do what he wants in your life to refine you to who he's called you to be in this life so that you could make a real change. Stop trying to get your hands in the mix and just say, God, I, I put myself up here right now. Make me into whatever and whoever you want me to be. The clay was marred, though, Jeremiah says, in the hands of the potter. He sees the clay and it's marred. Something's wrong with this clay. To be marred means this. It's the word uh, shakath, and it means to decay, ruin, cast off, corrupt, destroy, loose, or utterly waste. It means it's good for absolutely nothing. He sees the clay in the hands of the potter and he says, man, this clay is all messed up. It's stubborn clay. This clay got a mind of its own and doesn't it sound just like us? Broken in the hands of the potter. You you had to open up your mouth and say something the moment that God was making you into something that you didn't want to be. God, I wanted to be a bowl, and here you made me this flower pot. God, I don't want to be a flower pot. I wanted to be a bowl. I want people to eat the cereal out of me. I want people to use me all the time. They only use flower pots, God, when they got flowers, and nobody has flowers year-round, God. I want to be used all the time. And so you're sitting there, and you're complaining about who God's called you and what he's made you to be. And so what he does is he takes the flower pots, the marred flower pots, and squishes it back down. And you say, well, God, uh, I didn't deserve all that. You know, it's a little mean of you. You know, I was just giving my opinion. I didn't need you to do all that. So now I feel like I'm destroyed. Now I feel like I'm good for nothing to have no purpose, but I'm still in the most perfect place in the hand of the potter. I was messed up. I was marred. I was good for nothing, but I'm in the hand of the potter. Aren't you glad this morning that this potter doesn't give up on your life even when you're damaged? Aren't you glad this morning that this potter didn't look at you, throw you to the side and start over with somebody else? Aren't you glad that he's willing to make you into something new even when the very thing that he made in the first place was amazing and beautiful but because your hands got all over it, you messed it up and he doesn't take you and throw you away and start off with new clay. He takes the exact same clay and begins to mold it and shape it all over again into what he thinks is great and amazing. Even when you and me mess up, he starts all over with the same exact material that was messed up. Your bad choices, God takes them and he still includes them in your life. Walked away a few times. He doesn't get rid of you. He still has you in his hands. If there's one place you want to be marred and messed up at is in the hands of the potter. Because there's safety and there's protection in the hands of the potter. There's security in the hands of the potter. If I mess up, I want to mess up in God's hands. If I'm going to blow it, I want to mess up knowing that even in your mess ups, you didn't leave his hands is what I'm saying. Even in your shortcomings, you didn't. His hand was never lifted from your life. He loves you. Loves you. You see, but God is not some kind of abstract potter maker 
He doesn't just grab the clay, pull a few things, and say, well, it looks like something here. And God has a vision and had a vision and a purpose for your life long before he put you up on the potter's wheel. He had a vision for your life, so the potter takes the clay and he puts it up on the wheel. Jeremiah 29, 11 says this. He says, for I know the thoughts that I think towards you. Nowhere in the beginning of that scripture did he say he was going to inform you. He says, all that matters at that moment is that I know. Not that you know. All that matters is that I know when some of you got your hands in the mix and you're wanting to know and God's telling you this morning, you're on a need-to-know basis and right now, you don't need to know. You just don't need to know. As long as he knows, I'm okay with that. God, when am I going to be done? For I know. God, where am I going to be at? Lord, who am I going to marry? Where am I going to spend the rest? I know. Don't worry. Well, God, can you just let me, just give me a little bit. Give me a little bit. Tell me, you know, maybe a first letter of a name and I could maybe. <laughs> For I know. Never said he was going to inform you. You see, Christianity is by faith. When I trust that he knows and I'm okay with wherever and whoever he places in my life and I know that he knows me better than I know me and knows exactly what I need in my life, because think about this. What if you would have really married the person that you maybe thought you should have married? Where would have you been at today? I'm not saying God doesn't give you a choice, but what if you would have got your way? What if you would have bought the car that you thought you really needed, but God gave you something that he said you really needed? What if you would have got your way? How messed up would you be right now? How in trouble would you be right now? Well, if I had this, life would have looked. No, you got to be real right now. If you would have really had that, you would have been in a whole lot of trouble at this moment in your life. And even in your mess ups and even in the moments where you chose and eliminated God from it, he still had you in his hands and he says, it's okay. We'll, re- we'll rework that. We'll, we'll work through that one. We'll get through this as well. I'll make you into something beautiful. Because the master is making a masterpiece out of your life for I know the thoughts I think towards you, says the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil. To give you a future and a hope. You see, the vision for your life is the very reason that he'll never skip the process in your life. You got too much greatness inside of you. Too much of his DNA flowing through your veins right now. For God to allow you to be sold short or to skip a step in your life. There's no homie hookups with God. You can't say, you know, Lord, I've done a few years in church now. You know, let me skip to stage two. No, everyone starts at stage one. Everyone starts at stage one. Everyone starts at the beginning. The vision for your life is the very reason why he'll never skip the process in your life. 
Because there are things that you learn in the process that you can't learn anywhere else. There are some things that some of you learned in the midst of the storm that you would have never learned outside of the storm. And you've been praying away the storm instead of saying, God, let me learn every lesson that I'm supposed to learn in this storm. I know it hurts. It doesn't feel good. But, Father, if there's something that I can get out of this, Lord, then let me get it. Don't take me out till I'm done. See, the process is important to the clay pot because... It gives it shape as well as integrity. This is where the purpose of a vessel is exposed. Going through the process never feels good, but it's important to the longevity of the vessel. Because God's not creating you just for your today or your tomorrow. He's creating you for the long haul. You see, this is the process of making a clay vessel. Potter starts out with raw material, a lump of clay. Looks like nothing, but in his mind, it's the finished product. And so he gets the finished product in his hands, the lump of clay, throws it on the potter's wheel, and begins to work his thumbs into it, and begins to knead it, and begins to push it, and stretch it, and he begins to pull at it. And all along, you find yourself saying, God, you need to stop. I can't take it any longer. And he begins to knead and push and pull. Has anyone found themselves feeling like that lately? Like, God, I'm like Stretch Armstrong right now. I don't know when I'm about to bust, and the master's in there, and you're complaining, and he's not even listening to you because he's trying to get the picture in his mind, from his mind to his hands, and he's sitting there working, and you're crying. He's not looking, and he's not paying attention to you because his mind's on the finished product, not how you feel right now. God doesn't really care if you're uncomfortable right now because he's not creating you for the right now. He's creating you for long longevity and so he'll take you through the process and it might hurt for a little while but it's not going to hurt forever you see this is where I really understood when your parents whooped you and they said this this is going to hurt me a lot more than it's going to hurt you people might say well that's just something your parents said no listen to this they spank you right now and it hurts you for a few moments but if they don't correct the issue in your life right now you're going to hurt them for a lifetime So if they don't correct it right now, that means it's going to hurt them a whole lot longer than it's going to hurt you. And it's going to hurt you a whole lot longer. It's going to mess things up. So I'll choose to correct it right now. So God will take you through the process and to begin to shape some things off in your life. And you might say, God, I'm not liking it. I don't really care about you liking it right now because I'm not interested in your right now. I'm looking at the long haul, the finished product, because the finished product's in his mind. And he's trying to get it into his hands. So he's kneading and stretching it. Then he begins to work it and shape it after that. Then the potter takes that same vessel after it's been shaped and molded. And he puts it up on a wood rack to dry. And that piece of pottery sits there in all of its glory. Look at me now. Ready to be used. Ready to go into someone's house. I'm ready to I'm ready to enter life now, God. I've been pulled, tugged, stretched. Now I'm drying on the shelf. Look at me now. And the potter says, No. 
And he takes that same clay pot after allowing it to dry for a few weeks. And he puts it in a kiln for 1,800 to 2,400 degrees. And he puts it in that. And the pot that was once in all of its glory sitting there up on the shelf now is asking, why the heck did I have to go through the fire? It's because without the fire, there's no refining of the pottery. And some of you are thinking, man, I'm on the shelf. I'm almost ready to go. God says, no, I got a few more steps in your life. So he's putting you in the fire and you're like, man, it's hot in here, God. I, I don't know if I could take it. Why are you taking me through this? And God's not even listening to you at that moment because he's in it for the long haul. And he's getting what was in his mind and his heart into his hands. And he says, this is just part of the process. God, I don't like this part of the process. I really don't care if you don't like this part of the process. Because... If you're going to be who I've called you to be, I have to know you're able to sustain and make it through the fire. After it's done with the fire, it's dipped in a glaze, heated up again. And only at that moment is that vessel considered mature. And ready for use. But there are some clay pots and some pottery and some vessels that have no timer set to them when they're placed inside the fire. And the only way that the potter knows when to take these vessels out is at a certain temperature, these vessels begin to omit a whistling sound. And the potter calls that singing. When you can learn to sing in the midst of your fire and still praise God and still give God glory and say, you know what, this hurts right now. It don't feel good right now. I'm not liking this right now. But God, I'm still going to give you praise because I know that this is not my final resting place. I know you got to take me through this because you see longevity inside of me. You're preparing me for something. Some of you need to stop complaining and start singing. Stop complaining. Stop looking like you just sucked on a bunch of lemons and begin to smile again. And thank God if people say, are you done yet? No, I'm not done. But you know what? I'm a day closer to being done. So I thank God that I'm not finished yet. But I'm on my way, baby. I am on my way to being finished. Some of you are on your way. You're not done yet. But the master has made a masterpiece. A masterpiece out of you. And it all happens through something called... The process. Because he's looking at the long haul and not just your today. He's looking at the long haul, not just your today. You've been asking God where you at. And today he lets you know He's in the midst of it all because it's his design and it's his plan. God, I want to quit. It's okay to want to quit. Just don't. God, I feel like leaving church. It's okay. You never know. The next service might be your breakthrough service. And because you didn't show up, you didn't get a breakthrough. You can't judge a thing until the end of a thing. 
You can't sit here and say, man, the Rob Ross, that painting is so ugly. How can... Then at the end, I desire that. No, God, if you're going to do something in my life, Lord, do what you need to do. I freely put myself up on the potter's wheel. God, do what you need to do, even if it means starting all over again. God squished me down. I know I thought I was supposed to be a bowl, but you made me in a flower pot. I'm okay with being a flower pot. I'm going to add beauty to someone's life. process. Thank you for downloading this message. For more information on our church, visit us at cwcbayarea.com. You can also follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash cwcbayarea.